Hey, girl. Hey, how's it going? Fantastic. We had such a fun weekend. We did. It was busy, but it was fun. It was like three days in the car. I know. We drove a lot. We did. So Samantha, Coral, and I decided... (laughs) Okay, I never leave Wyoming ever. I love Wyoming and everything that we want to do or that I want to do is right here. So I do not travel that often. And so clear back in, I don't know, months and months and months ago. I think. Yeah. yeah, Months and months and months ago, Samantha bought tickets to Hippie Fest in Omaha, Nebraska. Hippie Fest was fun. I saw it on TikTok and was like, we need to go to this. Yeah. And we did. And it was fun. On. We said we're going to do it every year. Different spot. It was so much fun. Different city. But since we were there, okay, Nebraska. There's not a lot going on. There's not a lot going on. There's like nothing. And then there's this town of 500,000 people. And I'm like, this yeah. is the most bizarre thing ever. It's just corn, 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 corn. Oh, corn. look, more corn. And why is it humid there? If somebody knows the answer to that question, please yeah, tell me. In the middle of the United States. I'm so confused. There's no water. There's no water. I mean, substantial water. And it is so humid. It's like, it was like, what was it? 98 with 70% humidity or something? Or 82. Yeah, it was like 82% humidity. I was dying. I couldn't, <laughs> I can't breathe. Like it's 20, 30% humidity here. Yeah. Now it's hot here, but we don't have... The humidity on top of it. humidity. I was like, we got out of the car and I was like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. We got out of the gas station. She was like, why does my chest feel like this? Yeah, it was crazy. I I was like, why is it humid? We're in the middle of, we're in the middle of the United States. Like, I don't understand it. Yeah. Some people say it's because of the corn. Some people say because of the Missouri River. But if you actually know, please, please tell me. Tell us, because we, inquiring minds want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. But, so, we were right there on the border. Omaha sits on the border of Nebraska and Iowa. Yes. So, while we were there. Might as well. Might as well. Little get back in the car. So, we just got back in the car and we drove an hour further and we went to Villisca, Iowa. Yes. What is in Villisca, Iowa? The Axe Murder House. The Axe Murder House. So we toured that and we did an episode and it is on Patreon. So if you, we did a walkthrough of the house. And there's a video of that. There's a couple videos of that and lots of pictures from there. And whoo, that is a haunted place. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And then we found, we went to the cemetery out there and we went and paid respects to the, to the, to the final resting place. Yeah. And we recorded up out there as well. So there's a little bit of yeah. information from there. So if you're not following us there and you wanna wanna see that, pop in there. Yeah, Patreon. It's the suspended sentence, right? Suspended sentence podcast, yep. Yep, on Patreon. Yep. So tell everybody where they can find us. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, the suspended sentence podcast. If you would like to email us, it's the suspended sentence podcast at gmail.com. Perfect. The world's and if you'd like to buy Tracy's book, IDP and the thirteen components of criminal thinking and behavior. Did I do it? Did I do it? Did I do it? <laughs> to criminal thinking and behavior. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anywhere that you can buy books online, um, I always shout out Barnes and Noble because it's 
because you and love Noble. Barnes and Noble. It's so <laughs> funny. We're driving in Nebraska and we pass a Barnes and Noble, and her and Coral both at the top of their lungs at the same time, like in stereo. Oh my God, Barnes and Noble! It was I funny. Know. It was at the exact same time, and then we it stopped. Was. We were like, oh, we both. I was like, man, time. you guys think you like to read or something? I know. Got yeah, lots of books. It was crazy. So I'm gonna brag for a second here. Ooh, about Coral. Yes. Yes, because she deserves it. This girl just turned 17 years old, mm-hmm. and she has a job. She is a senior in high school, so she's full-time enrolled as a senior in high school, and today she started 16 credit hours at our community college. Mm-hmm. She is taking life and making it her bitch. Literally. Literally. She'll graduate from high school with her associate's degree. Yeah. She's been busting her butt for, what, two years? She has been. So. She is like, <clears throat> the school district here, or in Wyoming really, allows high school students to be dual enrolled in college and high school at the same time. <clears throat> but they will only approve up to 20 credit hours, which, I mean, it takes 62 to get your associate's degree. So, I mean, but it's a good start. It's a great jump start. But yeah. she was like, well, I want all of it. Like, why? She only needs one high school credit to graduate. Mm-hmm. So she was like, so can I fill my schedule with college classes instead of high school classes that don't mean anything? Right, they she don't, doesn't need that. I don't need them. It's a waste of my time. And, of course, the school district was like, yeah, no. But, so, of course, I'm her mom and I fight. <laughs> yeah. So we we went, I mean, all the way up to the superintendent and we got it approved and whatever, but she is I just I and she was so cute. She was like, "Mom, I know that it's college, but I am 17 and just barely 17. Can you please walk me to my first college class?" And I was like, "I would love to." <laughs> because everything that she's done thus far has been online. This is her first in-class in person go to the college class that she's taken and so i mean she's got 45 credit hours of 62 done yeah and so she she asked me to do that and i was like can i take your picture in front of the college sign and she's like mom i'm not in second grade i'm like i know but did she let you she did she didn't have a good attitude about it but she did let me and she even let me get in a picture with her Take that as a win. It is a win. <laughs> take that. Take it for what you can get. It is a win. But I education, especially for girls, is so important to me. You know that. Like, it's so I important. I remember the day that Samantha's husband asked me to marry her. Do you remember what I mm-hmm. said to him? Yes. Yeah, I told him, yes, of course, you can marry my daughter. But if you love her, like, if you really love her, you will put her in a position to succeed with or without you. And that means you will educate my daughter before you make her a mother. And he promised me that he would. And he honored that. He supported you in going to school. He supported you in getting your education and focusing on your career. And for girls, I mean, for for boys, like, boys have a lot more opportunities, I think, work-wise. They can go, you know, to trade school or they can, you know, make, they can kill it in the construction field or in, I mean, whatever, but girls have it. I mean, really, like, I'm not trying to be sexist, but really, girls have it rougher. We have it harder than boys. Yeah. And I mean, girls can go to trade school too. They, I'm generally speaking, <laughs> I know have to that play they can. devil's advocate. <laughs> no, no, I know that they can. I'm just generally speaking. And you take someone like Coral, our Coral, 
she's not going to go build houses. Right. She's yeah. not going to be a welder. She's not going to do that. I mean, her nails will get dirty, you know? So an education, a formal education is important. It's super important. It's something that somebody can never take away. I'm a huge advocate for I know education. So, And I don't want my kids to struggle the way that I did. Right. You know, and I did that to myself, and I'm not saying that I regret any of it, but it it was a it was a, it's hard to do later. Right. And so I'm so proud. We all are. I know. We all are really proud of her. We're all so proud of her, and she just makes our she's she's such a great kid. Anyway, <laughs> so I am bringing the case today. It's a Tracy episode. It's a Tracy episode, so you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a hot one, right? Uh stresses me out yeah so you ready give it to me baby all uh-huh, right uh-huh. <laughs> name the me. movie the movie or the song it's probably a song that's in a movie it's probably both oh what am i thinking of i don't know i mean that's a song oh give okay. it to me baby uh-huh, uh-huh. okay yeah it is a it's song. a song i'm realizing it now it's fine continue okay moving on i'm sorry tra- we're gonna edit that out later just kidding we don't edit things we don't edit that. we so you guys you get, just get all my stupidity continue no that's <laughs> stupid i'm tracy i'm samantha this is the suspended sentence so sitting into this one is my little girl trista who she's just 12 but she's really 12 going on 30 and she, <laughs> um, she always asks to sit in on these cases, and we're always like, no, 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 it's not appropriate, it's not appropriate. And then Samantha pulls out. Remember, you guys, that serial killer trivia book? Yeah, I was and just we didn't bring know, and we didn't know that Trista could hear us. And she was, and Samantha asked a question, and she was like, John Wayne Gacy, and I was like, Ooh! I know. I want to do kind of an episode of Trista answering those questions because it's kind of terrifying. It's kind of terrifying, but kind of impressive at the same it's time. It's impressive, but I'm also traumatized by this. Yeah, very much so. So say hi, Trista. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so she's just going to kind of be quiet and sit over there, but I am going to ask her kind of what her opinion is Ooh. after we get going in this just to see... Like the perception or the perspective of a 12-year-old that's living in this world. So we'll see. Anyway. All right. Here we go. We are going to talk about, and I hope that I say her name correctly. Um, I'm really bad with names. I'm really bad with pronouncing names. So Mm -hmm. please forgive me with that. But her name, she went by Kathy, but her name is Catherine Spastito. She was a 23-year-old girl who attended high school in Brooklyn, New York, and after she graduated, she moved to Prescott, Arizona to go to college. She was an avid hiker and an artist who was easily, easy, easy, easy to like. Everybody loved her. She made friends really, really easy, um, and everybody liked her. She was a very, very nice girl. But on June 12th, 1987, she had dinner with some friends that evening where she told them, where they were all just talking about what they were doing the next day, and she told them that she planned on going on a hike. They had a great evening, and they went all, everybody went home after dinner alone, and it was just what they did, right? Right. But like I said, Kathy was really, really easy to like. She was friendly, kind, very active, and confident. She was beautiful. Mm. Everybody liked her. The morning of June 13th, again, 1987, comes, and she gets up early, and she rides her mountain bike to the trailhead along Thumb Butte Trail around 7 a.m. and began hiking up the path. 
something that she did on a regular basis that she very much enjoyed. I can't relate to that. Uh, I really like hiking too, but riding, riding a bike, your bike no. to the trailhead, then getting off your bike and hiking, that sounds not for me. Uh, but it was something that she did a lot. And so she yeah. was comfortable enough doing it alone mm-hmm. and confident in her ability to do it and wasn't intimidated or scared at all. So, but shortly after the hike, there were some other hikers back a little ways who started to hear screaming, <sighs> screaming and crying for help. And so they instantly go and start running towards where the screams were coming from. But by the time they got there, they found a beautiful young girl lying in the middle of the trail. She was bludgeoned with a wrench, shot with a 22 caliber gun in the eye, and stabbed multiple times. Whoa, talk about a little bit of overkill there. And was dead. There were no leads, there were no footprints, there were no nothing anywhere. And this case went cold. Really? Even with like the knife and the wrench there? It was 1987. DNA was not a thing. There were no cameras. Now there's cameras on trails and there's surveillance and there's all sorts of stuff. Game cameras. But this absolutely devastated everybody who knew her, everyone who loved her, everyone who, the school, the, the everything. Yeah. Absolutely devastated the community. No leads, no tips, no nothing. And the case Ugh. goes cold. Until. Ooh, I like the look that Tracy just gave me. Until just a couple years ago. Are you serious? 36 years labor- later, there is a cop who can't let go of this case. Yeah. And starts putting different cases together. And he builds a profile, and he identifies the killer. Dude, badass move. Badass cop. And y'all do not hear me say that very often about cops, but seriously, to this cop, thank you for doing your job. Thank you for caring about people. Especially after things go cold, they're never on, like desks anymore i mean every now and again there'll be a task force that's like real hey review this read this and see if anything pops out at you but to actually like especially after all of this time yeah like dude so and you know y'all don't hear me say that very often i don't i'm stunned but i will give props where props are due right so i'm going to take you back a little bit before i tell you who it was and i'm going to tell you in april of 1990 there is a lady. So it's been, what, five years? <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, three years. Three years, okay. Because it happened in 87, in June of 87, and now we're in April of 1990. Okay. Okay, so there's a girl and her boyfriend who is camping on the same trail, in the same area, on Thumb Butte Trail, and she, they're camping together. She gets up to go to the bathroom, to go out into the woods, to, to go to the bathroom, Her boyfriend is still in the tent, whatever, and somebody sneaks up behind her, holds a rock to her head, hits her, assaults her, sexually assaults her, okay, and then runs off in the woods. She she reports this. I don't know if her boyfriend doesn't believe her or if the cops don't believe her or whatever, but they were just like, "Mm, sorry for your bad luck. We've got a report. Nothing is done about this. 
Are you serious? Dead serious. And see, we've talked about that before, too, on This Is Why Women Don't Report Things. Oh, it's going to get worse. Oh, fantastic. In July of 1990. Okay, so April, May, June, July. Three months later. I can't do math. (laughs) Three months later, there's a house party in Chinco Valley, Arizona, which is very, very close to, to Prescott. And there's a girl who's at this party. She's drinking. She's, you know, whatever. And she gets a little bit too drunk. And she's like, or starts to get a little bit too drunk and says, I'm going to go lay down or says to herself or to whoever and says, I'm going to go lay down, sleep some of this off, drink some water, whatever, before I go home. And a guy comes in and tries to sexually assault her. She reports it. But the police department doesn't do anything about it because eyewitness testimony contradicts what she says. They say she was drunk. She doesn't have a good memory of it. Eyewitness testimony. We know this. We I was know just this. Say that. It is not reliable. Eyewitness testimony is not reliable unless you know the person saying this is what I saw. Blah 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 blah. Is not reliable. Nothing happens. Okay. So now we have two sexual assaults. Three months apart, within the same vicinity, and police do nothing. And like a regular assault. He hit that one girl with a rock. Correct. Threatened her with a rock. Didn't actually hit her with it. Okay. June 1993. Okay. So three years later, almost three years later, there's a fourth victim at Prescott Post Office. At the post office? At the post office. She is held at knife point, sexually assaulted multiple times. And no evidence results, lack of evidence results in nothing being done about that. What does that mean? Lack of evidence. Were rape kits not a thing in the 90s? No, DNA wasn't, wasn't really a thing. I mean, you, were born, you were born in 1996. And by then to do a quote, DNA, I mean, it was a blood test for paternity. So no, DNA wasn't, wasn't a thing. Was until like the early 2000s. Correct. And I don't know, apparently post offices didn't have cameras back then. You would think for a federal building that it would, right? Yeah. But there is one person, one person whose name continually comes up in all of these cases with the exception of Kathy's because there's no, there's nobody there. There's, there's nobody of interest in that case at all. But there's one name that continually comes up in all of these sexual assault cases. In these four victims. In these four victims. Okay. And this is Brian Scott Bennett. Hmm. Now, Brian would have been 16 years old at the time of Kathy's death. He would have been that young. And then, you know, gradually whatever. But in 2020... Okay, this is when this cop finally runs DNA for everybody because now DNA is out. And he he runs the DNA on all of these sexual assault victims, all of the everything that he has in all of the cold cases in the area. And it's linked all to Brian He did the rapes? Yes. Now they go back, right? He goes back and he was like, whoa, he was a person of interest and he was actually arrested in some of these sexual assault cases what the hell happened? Yeah, what how did happened? the ball get dropped this many times? This many times. And I've said this before. For every time you catch someone, there's 20 times that you didn't. Right. Right? But but these are the four cases. Anyway, so 
this guy had served time in Arizona prisons for forgery and he actually escaped jail and became a fugitive in 1993. So his downtime or lapses here between 1990 and 1993 with the third and the fourth sexual assault victim. He was in jail. He was in prison. Right. And he gets out and the first thing that he does is he goes to a post office, finds a girl, and sexually assaults her right Jesus. there. Right? So DNA links him to these cases and they go to find him. But guess what? He's dead. He's dead. He committed suicide. Jesus Christ. Right. So, yes, they know that it was him. His DNA links him there. Like, it, it was him. He did it. But he gets the ultimate suspended sentence. Because he took his own life. So they were able to tie him based off of, like, the knife and the wrench? Correct. Okay. Yep. Did it he is. assault Kathy? He did. Did. He did. Yes. So. So even, yeah, her mm-hmm. and then all of these women after that. Right. Right. So I guess this is like multifaceted of how badly this case pisses me off. Give it to me, baby. Multifaceted. Number one is we are so quick, I think, to saying that women who are sexually assaulted, well, you were drunk. Mm-hmm. Well, you shouldn't have been. Well, you blah, 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 blah. Maybe your skirt was too short. We are so quick in society. Well, she's a whore. Or, or she was a she prostitute. She sleeps with everyone anyway. Or she was, yeah. Or she was flirting with him. Or she consensual sex like I don't think that there's like is it a question apparently apparently it's a big question because there's tons of situations like that every day all the time and when she can identify her attacker and she can say yeah I was intoxicated but it was Brian Bennett who did it Mm -hmm. it was him and I how much did you have to drink right Like, it doesn't matter. I'm a really, really lightweight drunk. Really lightweight. We've talked about this a lot. But even when I'm drunk, I remember people that I know. Right. Right. And for law enforcement to just be like... Dismissive of that? Dismissive. I mean, seriously, and I'm going to go back to props to this cop who finally put everything together and did his job objectively without... Without these, without these biases that we put on people. Y'all, this is why people don't report sexual abuse or sexual assault. Kids, men, and women. Well, A, rape kits are super, super traumatizing. Oh, my God. So then you go through all of that. You do the steps yeah. that you need to do, and then nothing happens. And then to be called. Why would you re-traumatize yourself? Right. Why would you do that to yourself? And that's absolutely the psychological logic behind it. Absolutely. And it's why people don't speak up. Mm-hmm. It's, why, it's why people don't talk. Like there's so much either stigma or judgment or victim, you know, pointing fingers at the victim and saying, you know, just que- the line of questioning that comes along with, well, what did you do? 
or where were you know why were you at that party or why did you you know it why doesn't you matter home? why did you lay down on the couch it doesn't matter this lady was at the post office getting her mail this girl was on a hike she wasn't doing anything to anyone mm. she was doing nothing yeah you're too pretty you're wearing inappropriate i mean like none of those things like it doesn't matter it doesn't yeah. matter Coral actually the other day sent me a link to, because, you know, there's always this big, you know, well, if you weren't wearing a crop top and booty shorts, you want to get, right. get raped out behind, blah, 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 blah. She sent me this article that, A, most rapes happen from somebody that you know. Yes. More B, than 90%. And most of them are leggings and sweatshirts or pajamas that mm-hmm. women are wearing when they're assaulted. Right. It's not have it's not have anything to do with that. We just society blames it on. Well, and that's and that's taking the women's side of it. Like, men don't wear booty shorts, and right. you know, and it happens to them just as mm-hmm. often as it happens to us. Yep. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. So Trista, I want to ask you. Ooh, Trista. I mean, you wanted to sit in. You wanted to be a part of it. <laughs> so, are you comfortable talking about this? Yeah. How does it make you feel hearing stories like that of things that are done to women? Not very good. Does it scare you? A little bit. Does it? Do you, if something happened to you, do you feel like you would be able to talk to someone? Yeah. Who? My dad or you. Yeah. So full transparency, Trista's dad is a police officer. He's a sergeant with a police force here. So, I I mean, I would... Freaking hope that, that they would do something. <laughs> that that something would be done, and if it wasn't, oof, 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 oof. Lola Bear would be mad. I would be, yeah, absolutely. Do you know any of the things that you can do or that people can do to keep themselves safe? Um, don't take candy from strangers. <laughs> She's a very protected That's kid. A good answer. That's a good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Don't walk alone. Always be with someone. If it's dark, be very conscious of your surroundings. I'll take Violet with me. Take your dog with you. <laughs> yeah. That's a really great one. That's a great one. Um, always have your GPS like 360 or GPS on and always make sure that somebody knows where you're going and when you're going to be back. Pepper spray or some form of right deterrent. Absolutely. Trista's a fighter. She's probably more like me in far in form, <laughs> in terms of You've heard stories about Trista before. You're all are aware. Yeah, Trista's Trista's a little she scrapper. She sounds so sweet right now. She's not. <laughs> She's not. <It's> fake news. <laughs> she can she can hold her own, I think, but but does it scare you, though? Like, being 12, going into the world, does it scare you about all of the crimes that are targeted towards women? Yeah. It does? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And what do, you, what do you think that we do about that? Well, nothing really, because of all the stories. Well, we educate ourselves, right? Yeah. We educate ourselves and people that we love about how to keep themselves safe. Right? Yeah. And make sure that everybody has somebody to talk to yeah. if something happens. Trista's pretty pretty educates herself. We don't let her sit in. Literally this is the first time we have what seventy something episodes out yeah. that she's gotten to sit in. But sometimes she'll just be like she'll text me and be like, Do you know about this case? And I'm like, Yes, Trista and she's like, Well let's talk about it. I'm like, I am not talking about this case. <laughs> right. She'll be like, Well, do you know about this one? And I'm like, Where? 
Are you wearing this? I know. TikTok or whatever. But again, I mean, she is really young as far as age is concerned. She's very, she's, she's not young maturity level. Yeah. But again, I think that it's important to educate our kids. Most kids get sexually assaulted and targeted between the ages of 9 and 14. Yeah. And so why would we not be talking to our, to our children about ways to keep themselves safe, ways to because this is not a safe world we do not live in a bubble yeah i agree and my my children she she kind of lives in a bubble she kind of she very much does i think Mm -hmm. because she doesn't ride a bus to school like she's dropped off at school and picked up from school and either you me or coral yeah i mean she is pretty and i don't let her go and just play at parks and i mean without an adult there Mm -hmm. so which drives you crazy doesn't it babe yes Yes. (laughs) Um, but I mean, that's the way that I choose to be a mom. If you choose to be a mom a different way, then that's, that's fine. No, it's not fine. No, it's actually not, but actually no, but, but we should, I think, talk to our kids about, no, I agree about this stuff and they should be educated about just things that happen in the world and to be aware just be aware and be able to defend yourself. I mean, isn't there, wasn't there a few years ago you took Coral at night to the car wash? Yep. I don't remember exactly how the story goes, but you had just talked to her about being aware of surroundings Yep. and watching. And wasn't it like a few minutes later, there was like a guy that was watching you guys yep. and like kept walking by the bays and it was, was like dark there out. There was a few people. There were a few guys. Yep. Yep. You yeah. remember that? Yeah, me and Bridger were in the back seat, and Coral and Mom were watching the car. They were like across the street, and they came over, and they were like messing around in the other things, and they were just being psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> Not psychotic. They were watching us, and they were just pacing back and forth. It was at night. But Trista, do you know that a car wash is one of the most dangerous places for a single woman to be at night? Yeah. That's why we go to the um, manually one. That's why we go to the one that washes it for you. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that it's important. I think it's, I mean, it's scary to talk about with her. And I don't want her to grow up to be afraid. But But to be aware. But to be educated. Education Mm -hmm. is power. I agree. Um, But again, I'm super impressed with this cop. And I'm glad that they figured out who it was. And I'm glad that they have undisputable evidence. Um, But, but, uh. Brian definitely got the... When did he die? Do you know? He committed suicide in 1993. So after he was done with all... Yeah. And they actually exhumed his body to get DNA to prove 100% that it was him. Like, this cop followed it through to the end. Like, he did a great job. That's impressive. It is impressive. And, And it shouldn't be. That should be the standard. Oh, I... I should not be impressed. I should not be impressed that this cop did what he is is supposed to do. The argument from the police's side is going to be that they have hundreds of thousands of cases. Correct. They can't spend 40 years looking into one case. Correct. Correct. I wish you could see her face right now. That's awesome. She wants to see. That's awesome. So doctors see thousands of patients. Does that mean that doctors... Get an out. I'm not saying I agree Does, with that. No, let me make my argument. Let me, be, let me make my argument to law enforcement officers. If it was your child or if it was your sister or if it was your mother or if it was your whatever, would you still have the same stance? 
If you would not still have the same stance, then that's a bullshit excuse. I mean, I and that's you. all it is. And cops don't have that much to do. No, they don't. And if they do have that much to do and they're that freaking overworked, then you need to hire more officers. Yeah. That's our tax paying money. You work for us to serve and protect us. Yeah. We should not be impressed that this cop did a job. I am. I am very impressed. I am. And seriously. But that's the point. You shouldn't be. But I shouldn't be. This should be the standard. It should be the standard of for everyone because one person's life is not more important than another person's life. Right. Every life matters. Mm-hmm. Everybody matters. I agree. In life or death. I agree. And had they done it appropriately with Kathy when Brian was 16 years old. These women wouldn't have had the trauma. Of- these women would not have the trauma. And also in addition, and I'm going to go back to... For every time you catch someone, there's 20 times that you didn't. So how many people are out there living in silence? Yeah. Or how many other people are dead that they just haven't found? Happens a lot. Because they never even got to speak to him. And he got off. They had him in custody on every single one. Every single one he was identified. And he got off because of lack of evidence or because of, you know, conflicting story he must have had one damn good attorney seriously it would be interesting to know who his attorney was or if he had one or if it was just he just kept his mouth shut yeah i don't know i guess perk of it being the 80s i guess i don't know but i mean he did get caught but i mean he was you know did it serve any type for it no he got the ultimate suspended sentence so anyway there's my there's my case for the day what do you think trista about what? Was it good? Yeah. <laughs> you feel She's... more educated? No. <laughs> Out of the mouths of babes. <laughs> She's hard to impress. She is hard to impress. All right. Well, Samantha, are you impressed? I'm impressed. Okay. Thank you. Uh, you impress me every day. <laughs> you got like five more years before she starts being impressed by you. Uh, yeah. When I'm 17. Okay. About 16, 17. About 16, 17. Then she'll be impressed with me? That's when... I feel like they start being impressed. Okay. We got a little bit. <laughs> Pull. All right. Well, take notes. Remember. Remember. All I'll right. Send you this episode on your turn. No, 17. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Bye.